Doug Tyrrell History and Comment is available on Google Podcast. Hello, friends. I'm Doug Tyrrell. This is History and Comment for Monday, the 15th of May, 2023. It was mostly a sign of the times, but the Pope issues a papal bull, document, or order, which authorizes and limits, barely, the torture of heretics in the middle of the 13th century. While this seems extreme, it was within the accepted norms of the day. Heretics were to be coerced, as they are thieves and bandits, into confessing their errors and accusing others, although one must stop short of danger to life or limb. End quote. Of course, if you were found guilty of being a heretic, burning at the stake was a common punishment. And unless I seem to be singling the Catholics out, other church groups were just as thorough. Anne Boylan and her brother were accused of adultery and incest in 1536. Boylan was, first off, the queen to King Henry VIII of England. Secondly, the royals were all so closely related as to give modern folks great concern. It would be difficult to cite any moral grounds and Henry VIII in the same paragraph. He had dumped his first wife in favor of Anne and lost interest in her when she failed to bear him a son and future king. They will have one daughter, the future Queen Elizabeth I. The first wagon train destined for California departs independent Missouri in 1841. Let's put this date into context. California was purely Mexican territory at the time. The Mexican-American War will be five years in the future and the gold rush eight years. One aspect that is not often considered the English colonies held a certain disdain for Catholics. Spanish Mexico was largely Catholic, and the weather was not too bad either. In the Civil War, the Shenandoah Valley of Virginia was a strategic region. One, it was excellent farmland and the breadbasket for the Northern Confederacy, and it was a near superhighway into Washington, D.C., in 1864, students from the Virginia Military Institute fight alongside the Confederate Army. VMI cadets were largely college age, but a few were between the age of 15 and 17. The city of Las Vegas is founded in 1905 as a stop on the railroad. There was little there except for some hardscrabble ranching at the time. The city is platted and lots sold off by the railroad. The remote location was ideal for vice. Hoover Dam did provide other jobs for a while, but the lake and water supply just nurtured the town's infamy. Music popularity is a terribly fickle thing. Generate any list of popular songs across an extended period, and it will always be heavy with newer music. Styles also evolve, and what fits in one period may not in another. Country singer Eddie Arnold was born on this day in 1918 on a farm near Henderson, Tennessee. It was hardly a prosperous farm, but music was present. Both parents played instruments. The youngster began playing guitar at high school functions. At the age of 16, he made his debut playing on live radio. A series of radio gigs will lead him to WSM and the Grand Ole Opry by the age of 25. Two years later, he makes number five on the charts. At the age of 30 in 1948, he had five songs on the charts at the same time. His smooth baritone was never the stuff of typical hillbilly music of the day, and there was no twang. His most famous song might be Cattle Call, 
while clearly Western in style, was recorded with full orchestration. He was also noted for being a good businessman, or at the least not squandering his earnings. When he died just short of 90 years old, his estate was valued at $40 million, one of the largest in Nashville. Richard and Maurice McDonald opened their first hamburger stand in 1940. It will be Ray Kroc that will see the bigger picture and take the idea national. While the chain is still quite viable, it's far from the heydays of the 70s, 80s, and 90s. Much of the marketing for years was to younger crowd. The corporate colors were bright and welcoming. Someone pointed out that the latest remake of their food stands is in subdued colors. The happy boomers have become depressed older adults. The wartime needs of World War II brought a lot of changes to American society. In 1942, the WAX, or Women's Army Auxiliary Corps, is formed, the first time women were permitted in the uniformed services. With the breakdown of the old Ottoman Empire after World War I and the influx of Jews to Palestine after World War II, the region became a hotspot. Britain and France had overseen the area, but that agreement expired on this day in 1948. Simultaneously, the Jewish residents of the international area of Palestine proclaimed their intent to form the modern nation of Israel, and the Arab neighbors start a war. Let's go through this again slowly. Mostly Britain had controlled the region and agreed to pull out, leaving it without a government. Jewish interests raised their flag and the Arabs counter. There had been a United Nations plan passed for two states in 1947, but the Jewish state proposed was purely not realistic nor defensible. A fact that should have been clear given the hostile nature of the two peoples. The resulting nine-month war will see Israel gain a bit of land and leave the West Bank and Gaza Strip in flux. Those will be resolved in the later six-day war. There are a couple of points to keep in mind. The Arab states have long refused to accept a Jewish state in the region, period. Second, they keep getting beat despite terribly lopsided odds. The last solo space flight by an American launches on this day in 1963. Astronaut Gordon Cooper will make the flight of Mercury Atlas 9. He will be the first American to spend more than 24 hours in space. The trio of Peter, Paul, and Mary win their first Grammy Award for the song, If I Had a Hammer, in 1963. A CSX train rolls free of a train yard in Wallbridge, Ohio in 2001 and travels 66 miles before it was stopped. The incident became the inspiration for the 2010 film Unstoppable. A longtime friend has been posting their opinion on gun control issues to their Facebook page. That is their perfect right. In fact, an open discussion of ideas should be encouraged. They are alarmed by the widespread gun violence and would like to put a stop to it. A very noble goal. Where we differ is they believe we need common sense gun control. And there we have a problem. I have pointed out that the issue is there have been concerted efforts for the past 60 years to remove any moral compass from society. That effort has largely been successful. That opens up the point of can you be moral without religion? Yes, you can be, but only for a very short period of time. Without the religious underpinnings, society falls into survival of the bold. 
Even in a religious society, you can find examples of religious people who will use their positions as sometimes as ministers to dominate others. Spell that A-B-U-S-E. There are a few points that my friend gets completely wrong. They call for strong punishment for gun violence. Nice try, and it sounds good, but there have been laws against murder for 4,000 years. The only thing would be to speed up the capital punishment phase, making it more certain, quicker, and public. But the same folks generally promoting gun control are adamantly opposed to that. And honestly, most civilized folks are not comfortable with the idea. Then I really loved the idea of calling high-powered automatic weapons. Sigh. Loved is sarcastic. Folks, this sounds so reasonable. However, it is completely flawed and a common mistake. Part of the blame can be placed on our fine friends in Hollywood. Watch any crime show and you will see a gunfight where the mean people have automatic weapons. Let's pause for a moment. Automatic means when you pull and hold the trigger, you get a constant firing of the weapon. You will see these commonly used by the bad guys. They are also very rare in the population. They are highly restricted and very few folks go to the trouble of getting the federal license required. The scary looking assault rifles, and there is another superfluous term that has no meaning, they are neither more powerful, use different rounds, nor fire more than less scary looking ones. There are four types of gun loadings. Single shot, break the gun down, insert the cartridge, close and fire. Do not forget to aim first, that's always important. Then there is bolt or lever action. These date back to the Henry rifle in the Civil War period. Load seven to nine cartridges, operate the lever or bolt to chamber a cartridge, aim and fire, repeat. Much faster than a single shot, but they've been around for over a century. Then there is the notorious semi-automatic or fully semi-automatic. If you hear that last term, think idiot. Load a number of cartridges, chamber the first round, aim Pull trigger and fire. The gun will eject the round and load the next. Pull trigger again to repeat. One trigger pull, one cartridge fired. Again, this type of weapon has been around for decades and is available in pistols, rifles, and shotguns. You cannot separate hunting weapons from weapons that will cause great damage on the street. A double-barreled shotgun with double-op buck will do a lot of damage at the shopping mall. Maybe more than an AR-15 in unskilled hands, or even a fully automatic. An Old West 45 caliber Remington six-shooter could be quite deadly. Or even a 22 six-shooter. I would bet that a lever-action pellet gun in a crowd could cause a lot of mayhem. The details of the weapon are not the issue, and they are very difficult to make demarcations that are realistic. If the issue is willingness of people to create mayhem on a civil population, then we can open the onus behind the Second Amendment. If the willingness is from a rogue government or a couple of criminals, simply does not matter. Ideally, we would reinstall civility and morals into society. That would be the most difficult. The only other realistic option is to increase the number of weapons in the hands of good people. Those folks committing gun violence are already breaking a long list of civil norms and laws. The only reasonable gun control is with two hands and a good stance. That's history and comment for the 15th day of May. I'm Doug Terrell. 
Now go do something worth remembering.